0: Me. These rap cats, man, they all got this style for me. And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me. And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean.
1: Sun Sports Shakedown. Today is Wednesday, August 17th. It is your host, Old Sun. I am the best or most legendary sports caster alive. Not quite the best, but I am the most legendary. We have a great episode today, folks. It's the Damascus Swarmin' Hornets episode. We talk with some of some cool cats from the most legendary and acclaimed program, in my opinion, in this whole state of Maryland. They, they've got so many rings, so many banners. They've won so much. They just have such a good winning culture over in Damascus, and we get a little insight into it. It's very cool. We talk with Alexis Townsend. She's a lacrosse player who played a legend at Florida Tech. Uh, we talk with Connor Frazier, who's a legend at Damascus, and then at uh, Towson. And then we talk with the um, – inc- inc- not incumbent, but um, he's competing for the starting job this year. He's a young, young cat. He's a very good football player, very cool guy, Jeremiah Sandy. Uh, It's a great episode, but first, we are brought to you by Process Exposure. Process Exposure puts on camps, clinics, showcases, and college visits, all to benefit athletes at affordable costs. Check us out. We're in the DMV, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're doing big things all over the Mid Atlantic. Give us a shout if you're trying to get to the next level without trying to break the bank. Again, that's Process Exposure. And um, we also do in this episode an Old Sun Sports Shakedown. We do a recruiting roundup. We talk a little MLB. We talk NFL. We talk golf. We talk soccer. Let's get it. Welcome to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown. It is Monday, August 15th. I'm your host, Old Sun. I'm the most legendary sportscaster alive. Roll Tide. Alabama Saban's boys top the preseason poll for the top 25 for the ninth time ever. The struggling this year Texas Rangers have dismissed manager Chris Woodward. LSU's quarterback, Miles Brennan, is retiring. He missed most of the last two years. Steelers, Bud Dupree, says, I'll take probation. I don't want the T.I. and Vic vacation. He's going to be on the playing field this year, folks. NBA on Christmas is out, and we've got Grizzlies Warriors. That's the marquee matchup. Sixers, Knicks. Bucks Celtics, Suns Nuggets, and Lakers Mavericks. It's going to be a fun Christmas in 2022, folks. Fun fact, Fort Charlotte is the only team to never play on Christmas Day. Old Suns Sports Recruiting Roundup Monday, August 15th. Brandon Black Lightning Bell is going to the Fork Union Military Academy from Quince Orchard High School. Congratulations, Mr. Brandon Black Lightning Bell. Way to go, you're gonna do great things at Fort Union Military Academy. Speaking of Fort Union Military Academy, a great piece is on um, WMDT and Twitter, Austin area of Steve Decatur High School, an er- amazing story, rehabilitating his injury, coming back from a uh, very very serious injury, is a very inspiring story, check it out. Um, other recruiting news, Maryland commit, DJ Samuels was named, Max Brett, first team All-American. We have a commitment. Justin Stewart, St. Stephen and St. Agnes, outside linebacker, is going to the Naval Academy. We have another commitment. Roll Humps, Luke Bledsoe, three-star offensive tackle, is going to be a Campbell Camel. Inglewood to the creek for the league, as they say. And finally, we have a big offer. Joshua Clark got an offer from West Virginia. That's it, folks. Welcome, we are talking Major League Baseball. Here's what happened on Major League Baseball on Tuesday, August 16th. The Phillies beat the Reds 11-4. The Phillies are getting hot at the right time, and they got their 10,000th franchise win. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies. The Marlins edged the Padres 4-3. Nick Fortes slugged two solo home runs. The Red Sox beat the Pirates 5-3. The Cubs beat the Nationals 7-5. Patrick Wisdom hit a double in the 11th, and that propelled the Cubs to the win. Randy Arizona Rainer, uh, who I'm not going to attempt that one, hit a three-run homer off Nestor Cortez in the first inning, and that was it for the Rays as they won 3-1. The Orioles won 4-2. Cedric Seti Rock Mullins and Adley Rushman hit back-to-back home runs, and Dean Kramer was solid on the mound as the Orioles win 4-2. Tigers beat the Guardians four to three. Braves blank the Mets five to zero. Twins shut out the Royals nine to zero. Cardinals squeak by the Rockies five to four. Athletics dominate the Rangers five to one. White Sox narrowly defeat the Astros four to three. Brewers beat the Dodgers five to four and eleven. Mariners beat the Angels eight two. Finally, the Giants over the Diamondbacks 2 to one That's it for baseball, folks. It's week two of the NFL preseason, and we are previewing the games. From Lumen Field on Thursday night, we've got a Thursday night game. Seahawks play the Bears Friday night. Panthers play the Patriots from Gillette Stadium. Saints play the Packers at Lambeau Field um, on Friday night. Friday night at 10, the Texans play the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Saturday at 1 p.m., Hyman Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. Broncos travel to play the Bills. Lions play the Colts, Lucas Oil Stadium. Commanders play the Chiefs at 4 p.m. G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Buccaneers play the Titans at Nissan Stadium, 7 p.m. on NFL Network, Saturday. And then the Raiders play the Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium from Miami. Miami. 49ers play the Vikings at 7 p.m. Steelers play the Jaguars at TIAA Bankfield 7 p.m. Cowboys play the Chargers 10 p.m. Sunday slate, 1 p.m. Eagles play the Browns at First Energy Stadium. Bengals play the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Ravens play the Cardinals from State Farm Stadium Sunday night at 8 p.m. on Fox. Monday night game, Monday night football, we've got the Falcons at the Jets from MetLife Stadium. That's it for Major League Baseball, folks. Or NFL, folks. All right, we are talking golf, and it is the Fed the FedEx Cup playoffs are heating up. We are going to the BMW Championship. It is starts tomorrow, August eighteenth, from Wilmington Country Club, the South Course, in beautiful Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware. Golf playoff golf comes to the DMV, and Old Sun Sports couldn't be more excited. Patrick Cantlay is the defending champion. It's a par seventy one. It's a seventy th- five hundred. 34-yard course, 15,000 million dollars is the purse, 81 degrees is the weather, and the winds will be seven to nine miles per hour. Here's the field. It's the, a smaller field, um, some notable names. Harold Varner III, Troy Merritt, um, Adam Scott, Keegan Bradley, Shane Lowry, Maverick McNeely, Kevin Kaisner, Colin Howard, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Alexander Shaloff, Tony Finau, Justin Thomas, Mark Leishman, Matt Kuchar, Tyrell Hatton, Russell Henley, Cameron Tringale, Lucas Glover, Billy Horschel, Hideki Matsuyuma, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Zath Loris, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Cameron Young. The PGA Tour isn't dead, folks. Long live the PGA Tour. That's it, folks. And we're talking a little soccer. And for that, we kick it over to our British correspondent, Mr. Brentford Winston. Brentford, what do you have for us? Can you hear us? Are you there? What it do, old son, hears what is going on in the world of soccer. Man United cool Adrian Rabio interest over wage demands. Explore move for Real Madrid's Casemiro. Sources. San Jose. Earthquakes to name usement Assistant Coach Lucci Gonzalez as manager sources chelsea's improved 45 million pounds bid for anthony gordon rejected by everton sources the brazil argentina world cup qualifier won't be replayed finally borussia dortmund extend england team jamie bino gitton's contract back to you old son in the us of a thank you winston We're now on to the interview segment of the podcast. It is the Damascus Swarming Hornets episode, and we have some very cool Swarming Hornets on the show. We first sit down with Connor Frazier, legendary Damascus quarterback, took Towson to within very close to a national championship, just missed it. Uh, He talks with us. Then we talk to um, competing for the starting quarterback job this year, Mr. Jeremiah Sandy. He's been putting in some work. He takes us um, inside the team this year, and then we talk to a little cross legend, Miss Alexis Townsend. It's a great episode, folks. Let's go. Sports Shakedown Podcast. It is your host, Old Sun. We have a great episode, um, as or great interview as we continue our Montgomery County Legends episode. It is Connor Fraser. He has won a lot of games as the Damascus Swarming Hornets quarterback. He went to Towson University, won a lot of games there. And he is um, doing pretty well now. Welcome to the show, Connor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Um, yeah. Great having you on. I um, really appreciate um, you. So you're about the same age as me. So we um, we didn't play against each other directly, but I knew against – I definitely heard of you, heard about you coming up. Um, you were a pretty prolific player. When did you start playing football? Um. My first year, I actually started playing. I think when I was seven years
2: old, uh, for St. Peter's in Albany before uh, moving over to, to Damascus because I was t- too too young to start for the Damascus program. So,
1: yeah. So you you um, started at a young age, and you what gravitated you towards the game.
2: Uh, I think the biggest thing was I have two older brothers. Um, So growing up, they played, you know, all kinds of sports. They obviously played football. Um, One of them went also on to college and play. And, um, you know, that's obviously just being competitive, being the youngest brother, playing all the time in the backyard. That sort of gravitated, you know, I I gravitated towards football because, you know, that's what we loved to do growing up.
1: So you yeah you, it just it, it was it was natural with brothers who played the game itself it you just wanted to fit in with the, mm-hmm. the clique the family so yep. forth so and especially growing up in a town for those of listeners who don't aren't familiar to how what, what's, what's what's it like growing up in Damascus like like as far as the football culture no, goes if,
2: you know if you wanted to kind of Pick a town to grow up in, and and you wanted your kids to uh, play football, or and it it was the ideal town. I mean, the support from just volunteer coaches at the youth league to moms and dads that were also just helping out, you know, getting their kids to practice. The support is was just amazing, <laughs> and the you know just the fact that the town was so. Um, integrated and so supportive of, you know, the youth sports. it, yeah. it made it the perfect, uh, you know, town to grow up in and play football. Mm-hmm.
1: There's all often said that Damascus is like the model town for like the way like youth sports should be like operated. Would 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 you, would you concur?
2: Yeah, I mean it's, yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, growing up. um Not at the real young age, but when we got to, you know, middle school age, the high school coaches would be a lot more involved and kind of integrate, um, some of the plays that they were running in the high school level. Yeah. So that we could kind of learn that at a young age. So when you go into high school, you kind of, you know, the basics. You know, it was very basic for us because we're young, but I think that's what helps out a successful high school program is a is a feeder program. A feeder
1: program land. for sure. For sure. So um yeah, so that's what we're we're actually I'm over here on the Eastern Shore and that's what I I coach in a middle school program and that's exactly like we're trying to do a similar model to, you know, like that type of thing where we run the high school's off like same principle offensive principles. Uh like I won't go too didn't, too far in depth about that, but uh, um yeah we 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 try to get the kids running the same principles same um motions same you know run plays pass routes um et cetera front blocking schemes i'm a i'm a line coach so that that we 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 put the high school blocking in at the middle school level um so go on tell us about your high school career what about some of your accolades and biggest games
2: Oh wow! Uh, I gotta, I gotta think back to my high yeah. Well, just from what would you do? Remember? Um, so, you know, I, I would say, you know, we had a pretty successful. Um, I had a pretty successful career in high school. I mean, my, my, one older brother. Um, he's three years older than me, so he was a senior when I was a freshman, and we. Uh, one states that year, so I was able to kind of see the team before me, you know how that how they were able to win. Yeah. Um, and when he left, I actually you know I competed as a tenth grader and was able to win the starting job. And um, I think one of the most memorable games of any year in high school probably happened in tenth grade. Um, we were playing Paint Branch High School. And I had just broken my collarbone, I think like three weeks ago, and I got a plate in it and came back and was able to play after like three weeks in my throwing shoulder. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, it came down to, I think we converted three or four fourth downs in a row. One of them was like a fourth and 16, and we ended up throwing a jump ball at the end of the game to win. And that... Allowed us. We actually it was a very competitive division that year. We needed to win the game to get into the playoffs. Yeah. But that jump ball. Um. We got into the into the playoffs there. So that's like one of the craziest games I've been involved in was was that year. Um. You know, we had a lot of success my senior year too. That was probably my best personal year. Yeah. You know, from an accolade standpoint, and and our team was number one in the state and number one in the Washington Post at the time. We were undefeated and. We dropped the ball in the semifinals to to Joe Kelly and yeah. his Wild Lake boys.
1: So, yeah, they're a legend, um, leg- legendary was, team in their own right.
2: Yeah,
1: but you're—I mean, you guys yeah, are. You're, you're, year, no one's no one's sneezing at you guys from Damascus teams from the early 2010s. No one's no one's no one's sleeping on you guys. Yeah, you know we. We definitely dropped the ball there. We had a lot of talent. My
2: senior year, we had you know a bunch of guys go Division One, and a couple guys had some shots in the NFL. So we had a very talented team, and um, you know it was I was you know fortunate to be involved with with such good players, and, and
1: you know we had such a good year that year. Um, yeah. For, for you know our group. But I absolutely, I always I always measure success of a football program by, like, what the men do in their lives after football is always, is I think, a better barometer of success than, um, you know, state titles. So, don't coming up through the program and creating the memories you did together and, not to sound corny, but, you know, that's that's, there's other things that matter than winning just the state title, but, yeah oh yeah I totally agree I mean even just you know in 2016
2: and to 2019 when we won Damascus won three state championships in that year I I was fortunate enough to my high school coach and a lot of the same staff was still there and you know Eric Wallach had asked me to if I wanted to help and it was just it was kind of surreal surreal because they coached me and then I was kind of now in a coaching role and couldn't have came at a better time. Yeah, um, but it, it was it was very fun to be involved with those teams.
1: Certainly, and it's kind of I guess to better paraphrase what I was just saying. It's be, you can definitely leave a legacy without winning a state title game. There's certainly more than one ways to be you know be be remembered and being like a legendary like you know teammate and and you know performer and on the field is you know some something that you will always be able to hold your head high as having um so tell us about Towson how 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 what schools did you were you looking at for as far how did your recruitment go and why did you choose Towson and how did Towson go um obviously we know how Towson goes but tell us for the listeners who don't know how tell us how Towson went
2: yeah so my recruiting was actually uh it was it was a little bit of a, a struggle going through the recruiting process I mean, undersized guy, just a a pretty good athlete playing quarterback, and, um, you know, I didn't get any real offers coming out of high school besides the only athletic offer I got was Shepard. Oh, really? uh, they They were able to, like, put some money together, and it basically was like a full ride. But late, right before signing day, Towson offered me A scholarship. So, okay. I was, you know, I knew about Towson. I knew that the year before I got there, actually, the two years before I got there, they were two and nine and one and ten. So they weren't a very good program. Yeah. Um, But I, I went on a visit and I really liked the school. Um, and I was like, you know, if I'm going to play college football, which I wanted to do, that was the, you know, best level to play at from what I was, you know offered and capable to do, so I, I chose Towson, and, um, you know, 2011, we, I redshirted, but we actually won the first CAA title that year in, in program history, and, like, our, our football team really turned around, I think. In we a went, major way. Uh, nine and two or something. We, we ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs, but we hosted a playoff game. There was, like, 12,000 people there. It was a lot of, you know, for... There was a lot of rec- records for our school that year. Yeah, um, the inner year. Yeah. Then the following year, um, I was the backup, and we ended up going 7-4 and four, but not making the playoffs. Um, I think that was – that year we played LSU and Kent State, so we had two Division One, you know, big schools, big school Division One on the schedule, which kind of just – I think that actually kind of hurt our chances to get into the playoffs. Cause yeah. We know – We played like one and then another one double A team probably would have, you know, finished eight and three, I would think, but we had a really good team. A lot of people came back in 2013 was probably the most fun year, you know, I've ever had in football. Um, I, you know, I competed really well in camp and I didn't get the starting job. Um, but I ended up playing a lot in 2013, uh, at receiver, we had a lot of injuries, so I, I started a couple games at wide receiver yeah, play, that year.
1: played some
0: receiver. Got to
2: play a lot, um, just rotational. And and then uh, Pete Athens, who had a really good year in 2013, um, he got injured in the semifinal game. And, you know, I was still the backup quarterback even though I was playing receiver. So I had to come in, and, you know, that was that's one game I'll never forget, just like leading a two-minute drive. To win the game to go to the national championship. Yeah, um, you know against against Cooper Cups Eastern Washington. Oh team yeah, I, I
1: did. I it forgot was it was Cooper a, a Cups team. That's moment. that's really wild in retrospect, and that's that definitely adds some shine value to the you know mev- the memory for sure. That's really cool.
2: I know, and, and even the game before that, we played uh, Jimmy. Oh, I didn't know that either. That's that's, re- that's really wild. phenomenal. Yeah, and there, you know those two guys had some record-breaking season. I think that year Cooper Cup won the freshman of the year for uh, like FCS. D- T- F- C- F- I mean, he C- was C- really good as a freshman. Yeah, he just burst onto the scene. What's immediately.
1: That? He He just burst onto the scene immediately. Yeah, and it was. He, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah. He's like just on, such an unbelievable story. If you weren't playing in a sport with so many other unbelievable stories, it would be like you know it it's like yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's surreal. But um, so go on. Tell us about yeah. um the,
2: the
1: continue on your Towson career, your journey.
2: Oh yeah. So um, we ended up losing that year in the national championship, North Dakota State, which shouldn't surprise anybody
1: who follows uh, the FCS level. They've won, I don't know. Yeah. Like how, they Ten national titles. How good they are. Um, they had some NFL players on that team, and
3: Carson Wentz was actually the backup on that team that year, but,
2: Yeah, because yeah. uh, he was a little bit younger. But they had a lot of good players. Um, but even if their team was kind of like, uh, you know, just, we had Terrence West, who... Terrence West, yeah, that's right. Probably the best player I've ever... Terrence
1: West yeah, was really good. He the best Very player great. I've ever
2: played with. Yeah. Um, for sure, I think he had 87 touchdowns in his career in, in three years.
1: Yeah, it was and something was two absurd two with Towson,
2: shy of the record.
1: Yeah, he had a, he had an he outstanding four He's a Baltimore 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 City legend for sure. Terrence West is oh
2: uh, yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, we lost a lot of people after that season and. I ended up starting the next two years at quarterback in 2014 and 15. and 2014, we had a little bit of a rebuilding year. We went four and seven. That was our worst year when I was there. Um, and it was a little bit eye-opening just to have so three really good years and then kind of have that down year. Yeah. And then senior year, we we uh, senior year was much better. We we came back and we were seven and four. We just missed the playoffs. Um, you know, seven wins is pretty good in our conference. There's a lot of games. Yeah, good teams. the CAA NCAA, is, is very, GMU, very Delaware, tough. Delaware, Villanova. Uh, there's a lot of good teams. So we just missed the playoffs there. And um, But it was a better year, you know, for me personally. I thought I did – it was probably my best year at, at quarterback. Um, so, you know, after that happened, I just kind of went into the uh, – the the non football world and yeah. you know that was the, going and going into my real career now and um, it was weird because football is such a big part of my life like I said your first question I started at seven years old and yeah you know twenty played all the way to twenty two and then all of a sudden it's gone
1: yeah it's 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 it's, it's shocking I remember I, I, I can't understate the uh, or overstate. The my freshman year, like going through college, like just how difficult it was going, not playing football. Yep. it's just a not weird like not, in making, the fall the, not making not making the team. Something. Yeah, not playing football. Yeah, it's just it's absurd. It's, yeah, once your career comes to an end, it's
2: because you've been doing it for so long.
1: Yeah, and I play. I had like half, like literally played. Probably half as many years as you at that point. Like, and still, it was just—it's—it's it's surreal. And it's still a it's lot of years. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So tell us what what are you up to now? What do you do? What do you do now? If you like, whatever you want to explain. Like, I know you have some, and you have a beautiful family. Like, what's what? And you have a great, cool job. What do you do? Yeah.
2: So, so I work in finance. uh, like a corporate finance role for Booz Allen right now. I've been, been there for almost three years. Um, I got two daughters. Yeah. One's two and one uh seven months. Um, just recently, actually, I am going to... Ha- to be coaching at Urbana High School. Urbana uh, over in Frederick, like this or like year.
1: Frederick, or what? What would you call that area? I guess you call it Urbana, like that area. Um, last question: What advice would you have to young players? Just general advice you have from your football career, just to young players, I guess. You know, I think the biggest thing um, that I tried to
2: take pride in was. Um, really taking that like next man up mentality to heart because I I always had to you know I prided myself on learning the entire offense and really trying to know every position because I think a coach may play a person more often than not even if they're less talented if they can trust them to because they know what they're going to do on the field so I think. For young kids, make sure you hone in on, you know, your position first, try to be an expert at that position, and then really try to soak in the big picture, Um, because you never know when you're going to get an opportunity, and it happened to me in college later in my career. You know, growing up, I was fortunate enough to start pretty much my entire life, but in college, it's different, and you got to really, you know, a lot of, all the kids in college started growing up, so... Um, you just need to take that mentality to to know, you know, make sure there's not a drop off when you come in, and really take pride in in uh, in learning the total, you know, is it whether it's offense or defense? I think that's very important.
1: Absolutely right. Well, that's uh, that's very sound advice, uh, Mr. Connor Fraser. Uh, well, thank you very much for. Welcome back to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown Podcast. It is your host, Old Sun. We have a great interview, but first, we are um, brought to you by Process Exposure. Process Exposure is a football company that puts on camps, clinics, showcases, and college visits, all to benefit athletes at affordable costs. We want to get you to the next level without breaking the bank. Again, that's Process Exposure. We're a non for profit company. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're all over the DMV and Mid Atlantic doing big things. Process exposure, hashtag unrivaled, go check us out. Um, our guest today is the next young, he's the next big thing in Damascus. And as we know, Damascus is football town USA. So he's, you know, on, on the path to superstardom. His name is Jeremiah Sandy. He's a, um, already got quite a few accomplishments, but um, welcome to the show, sir. How you doing?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Really glad to have you on. I'm Always glad to talk ball with a Swarming Hornet. So um when tell us about when you first picked up a football, when you first fell in love with the game. Tell us about how you got into the game of football.
0: Uh I first got into the game when my cousin my cousin started playing and I always wanted to be like him, so I saw him to start to play and, and I just fell in love with it ever since.
1: Very good. So <laughs> at a young age you started playing and you said you started playing at around age five? Yeah. And you moved to Damascus around age 10. Where are you from originally? Uh, Oh, so you're locally Guy Moco. You just re- relocated to Damascus. I see. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So tell us, um, tell us about your 2021. How did your 2021 go? What teams did you play on? And what, what were your, some of your highlights?
0: It was good. Uh, it went better than I, uh, expected. Um, it was my, First year, second year playing quarterback, first full year because of COVID. But okay. it went, uh, we, my team went undefeated, you know. You ran was, the table was, in MoCo,
1: J, or MoCo, J, were you on JV last year?
0: Yeah, last year I was on JV.
1: You So you yeah, ran the yeah. table in MoCo, that's nice, very good stuff. So you're on moving up, are you moving up to varsity this year? Yeah, right now
0: I'm competing for a spot with two other seniors that have been there, but right now it's, it's a battle right now. It's
1: a battle. You just got to give it your best, and even if you don't win the job, you, you're a young guy and you still have things you can learn, and you, you there's always going to be opportunities for you. So keep, just keep it up, keep working, keep grinding hard, and good things will happen for you, and good things will happen for the Swarming ornates. So tell us um, – Tell us about um Damascus is known is for its football culture it's known as a football town what are some of the what's it like playing for Damascus Swarm and Hornets what are some of the cool traditions you guys have
0: uh, it's great I mean like every Friday it's packed like the student section there's no open space in it it's, it's great it's always loud you know even when we were going through some of the bumps in the road like last year, you know, the fans came out to support. So that's why I love it so much because the whole town comes to support and it's a good atmosphere to be around.
1: Absolutely right. The, the, Damascus loves its Swarming Hornets and it shows, on the Friday, it shows on Friday Night Lights, um, certainly. So tell us about, we're, um, thankfully the off season is coming to a close. What have you been up to the past eight months? Do you play any other sports? Did you go on any cool college visits and have? You, I guess you've been weightlifting with the boys. I assume. Mhm.
0: Yeah. So this offseason, I mean, I I went to a couple camps, uh, visited a couple colleges: Maryland, UNC, Duke.
1: And, yeah, I see um, you on your Instagram. Very cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah. So I've been to a couple colleges, a couple camps, uh, but mainly I've just been perfecting my craft and making sure that I'm ready for the season. Watching film. Doing, doing all the right things, treating my body right, getting ready.
1: Taking the steps and jumping through the hoops to become an elite athlete. That's what we love to hear at Old Sun Sports. Very good stuff. You sound like you're on the right track. Um, so tell us about um, what are your goals and expectations for this coming season and the future?
0: My goals are just to get better every day and, and ultimately do better than last year. I know I set the bar high for myself last year, but I'm always I'm always wanting to do better than I did before. Absolutely. So it's really just it's, yeah.
1: Very good stuff, very good goals to have, and I think you will I think you guys are in for a good year this year. I definitely think Damascus is on the upswing and I think you know, you got you've got some talent coming back and you I think you're gonna have a good year this year and I think you're obviously if you've been working diligently, I think you will improve as a player for certain. Um, so tell us about academic-wise. Well, you're a pretty good student. Uh, what do What do you What is your favorite subject? And if you had to pick a career or major, what would it be?
0: My favorite subject is probably history. Cool. It's It's just fun to learn. Yeah. But uh, major, I want to like major in in uh, physical therapy. So like when the everybody has to stop playing football at some point. So when I stop. I want to like become a trainer.
1: Yeah. Or uh, rehab. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know a guy named. Um, are you familiar with Josh Funk? Jake yeah, Funk's older yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the big physical therapist in the DMV. I was actually just talking to him just now, but yeah, he's he's a really good guy. Maybe one day I'll get you in touch with him. He's a very very cool cat in the DMV, and that's a very good field for you. And I think you can do very well in that. Um so next question do you play any other sports do you do any clubs or activities obviously you're look from the wall behind you you're a big sports guy but do you have any do you play saxophone any unique talents like that No nah, not not anything extraordinary
0: I played basketball I ran track last year I threw in track I did discus but cool I'm looking to do lacrosse yeah
1: lacrosse very cool i was actually just at the oc lacrosse classic ocean city lacrosse classic today doing some videography it was very good. i love the game of lacrosse and obviously the Swarm and hornets are a very good program lacrosse program too um so tell us what um generally speaking you don't have to name any schools in particular but what what are you looking for in a college like do you want to go far away do you want to stay close to home do you want a big school small school what are you looking for
0: Really, anybody who will give me a chance to play, I mean, I- I'd love to play anywhere. Like, I- I've wanted to play Division One football since I started playing, so really anybody who gives me a chance, I- I'd love to take it and play, but Maryland is re- really up
1: there. Maryland, Mar- Maryland. I'm a turd myself, I don't know if you knew that, I'm- I went to University of Maryland with, that's how I met some Damascus and Hornets people, that's how I learned about your guys' school and your culture, and it's really cool, I attending university of maryland myself it's a great school and i can't say enough good things about maryland do you know um i one of my buddies do you know have you ever heard of a guy named jack rogers he played at damascus no random name he, he was like a few years ago but he's he's like in his mid-20s now but he's he's my buddy he was damascus sword and ornament. we were buddies in college but anyway um next question who do, Who's your favorite NFL team, and do you have a favorite NFL players that you look up to or model your game after?
0: Yeah, the Buffalo
1: Bills, for sure. You're a Bills guy. Cool. Yeah. you Are you a um, big Diggs guy?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I love him. That's why I like the Bills.
1: I'm all about Stefan Diggs. I can't say – he was my classmate at Maryland, but go on. Go on about your favorite players.
0: Yeah, my favorite player – have to be Josh Allen and, and Aaron Rodgers.
1: Good I like, choices.
0: I like, yeah. I like how physical Josh Allen is, how, how he plays the game.
1: Love, He's a beast. He I say feed the beast. He beat my Ravens last year, and I, but we're coming back. We'll be back, and it, it's going to be the AFC. The road to AFC runs through both Baltimore and Buffalo this year. It's going to be a good football season this year. Dare I say the best one ever. Um, For so, sure, it's really excited for this football season. Um so next question or last question, it's Super Bowl Sunday, um you're throwing a party, no no limitations, what is the venue? What's the menu? Like what tell me tell me the details of what your dream Super Bowl Sunday would be.
0: Shoot, I mean
1: Jimmy Kins?
0: I don't know. I, definitely wings. I wings. Mean, okay. Wings, but probably probably Crabs, you know what I'm saying? crabs, good call. So, I
1: actually believe it or not, I haven't had anyone say crabs yet on the show. I believe it or not, that def, but because they're not usually in February. But I guess you, you no rules apply, so you, crabs is a good answer. Uh,
0: where would it be at? Mm, I don't know where it would be at.
1: Just like a just an, a nice home or something.
0: Yeah, yeah just a friend's house. Nice friend's house.
1: Good stuff. Yeah, there's there's some nice houses out there in uh, Gaithersburg, Montgomery County, Damascus. Um, so tell us, last question or topic, uh, do you want to do any shout-outs or anyone you want to acknowledge while you're on the show?
0: Yeah, my whole team, my coaching staff, uh, shoot, my family, everybody. Love y'all. Thank you guys for putting me in the position I'm in.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, it was great talking to you. I think you're a fine young man, and I think you're going to have a great season this year. Really appreciate you coming on the show, and have a great rest of your Sunday. Thank you, Mr. Jeremiah. Take Thanks, it easy. Sir. Absolutely. I'll have it on YouTube tonight or tomorrow, and I'll have it on the episode out this week. Okay. Welcome back to the Old Sun Sports Podcast. Um, we As we continue our lacrosse episode, we have a very... Um, Distinguished guest, she played at Florida Tech. She played at Damascus um, High School in Montgomery County. She was a standout there. Um, she scored over a hundred goals and was an All-Conference selection at Florida Tech. And graduated. She got her grad. Uh, you got your graduate degree, right?
3: I did. Yep. And um, operations research.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So, um, starting back to her name is oh sorry, Alexis Townsend. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Alexis. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm start... super excited to be here. cool. So, so um, starting your background. What age did you start playing lacrosse, and what drew you to the sport?
3: Um, I started playing lacrosse in the fourth grade. So I was the kind of kid from like kindergarten to basically fourth grade. I was hopping around every sport. I did basketball, um, soccer. And my dad actually played college lacrosse uh, for a few years. He played at Roanoke and then transferred to Maryland, played for the club team there for about a year. Oh, um, cool. So, yeah. So when I was about to go into the fourth grade, um, I was, you know, over the basketball scene. So I wanted to find something new. And my dad, you know, brought up lacrosse and, I signed up, played my first game, and just never looked back. And I had, you know, I have, lacrosse is running my family. All of my cousins play <laughs> it. So it was kind of destiny for me to just be a lacrosse player at that point.
1: Absolutely. Sounds about right. Um, so what are some of your favorite memories from growing up?
3: Growing up, being able to play. Like I said, my family super involved. Being able to play with my family. Actually have my dad and my uncle coach me. Basically all up to my youth until I was able to play in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting to play alongside my cousin, Jackie, um, with my sister, Nicole, super awesome. You know, you meet a lot of people through sports and even just growing up. Those are some like relationships that are unbeatable and the coaching relationships and, um, you know, just the environment is just super great. I'll never forget them.
1: Very cool. Absolutely right. Um, good answer. So next question, you played at, um, you went to Damascus High School, which is like a really serious athletic program. Like they, they win state titles or compete for state titles and everything. What was it like playing for such like a like good program? And what did you learn from your high school? And what were your favorite high school memories?
3: Oh my gosh. I mean, coming in as a freshman, Um, The senior class that I played with as a freshman, I think 85 to 90% of that class were all committed to to play in college. And out of that percentage, I think only one of them didn't go D1. So I was very overwhelmed coming in as a freshman. And of course, like getting pulled up to varsity was an insane feeling because I didn't think that I could even compete at the caliber that these girls could do. Um, And then... By the time you know I was on varsity and actually got to make a name for myself as a freshman, it kind of just gave me the confidence to just really go from there and know that, you know, I was just this little scrawny freshman, and I see these girls that are you know super muscular and they're taking the extra time on the like on off days going to the track, running sprints, playing wall ball, yeah. and I was just like, you know, I want to become a player like that. You meshed into the culture really
1: quickly. It like you meshed into the culture really quickly. It sounds like, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, um, and it did definitely inspired me to be a like the player that I think that I was in high school. Uh, but yeah, so one of my favorite memories um, playing at my high school was actually as a soft. I think I was yeah, as a sophomore on varsity. So obviously, still one of the youngest people. Um, we were playing against our conference rivals, Poolsville high school. Um, and it was in the playoffs, this playoffs game decided if we went to regionals Yeah. Um, and we were in, this was before the overtime rules have changed. It, a lot of rules have changed for the woman and then across for the better. Mm-hmm. But, um, back in the day in overtime, you each played, um, one five minute period and at the end of the period whatever the score is whoever wins wins if it's still tied it goes into another five minute period and then it goes to sudden death. so we went into two full overtimes because we kept tying up the score and then once it got to sudden death um, I got the ball on a penalty shot and just ripped it like off stick low we won the game and went off to like to continue our run for playoffs and yeah it, that feeling of you know feeling like gosh like I did this for you guys like oh my god on on un- and especially against our rivals it's literally a feeling I will never one of the feelings that I'll never compare to anything
1: it was just great. like euphoria it sounds like
3: oh definitely
1: yeah. So um, you chose um, Florida Tech. It says for academics, the lacrosse program, campus, and location sounds like oh, about right. Like it's a really good college, and like um, on the the what's the what the not the golf not the Gulf coast, the Atlantic Ocean coast. Well, there's another term for it. Mm-hmm. I'm it's escaping my mind right now. Um, I do, I
3: usually just call it just like the Eastern Eastern coast of East Coast I, Florida, Florida sure. yeah.
1: Um, so yeah. what what was your what was your favorite memory of college? Or and you scored a hundred goals, you score on inside the cross, honorable mention, all American. That's pretty good career.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely one of my you know most recent favorite memories was scoring my hundredth goal. It was actually in my last college game. So my last game of my fifth year season. Um, that was one of the driving points for me coming back to do my Corona redshirt fifth year. Yeah. Um, but besides that, um, my freshman year, we were we were a brand new program by the time I came in. When I was a freshman, that was the start of our third season.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: so when we I came in as a freshman, our team was phenomenal. We had phenomenal players, a phenomenal coach. Um and we actually made a run to be ranked top five in the nation after just being a, an established program for three years and made a run to NCAA's. Yeah. Um and as well as I saw year we did that too. So definitely competing for a national title, even though we lost um both years in the Elite Eight, but to make it to, yeah. you know, the top eight out of ten teams in the country to play against girls at that caliber was super incredible, and obviously the i my best friends have come from that school, so being able to meet all of my best friends and play with them and bond it's just been I'll never you know replace those bonds from Yeah.
1: From so selling yeah. at a high level that's like definitely a good thing um so next like you got you what was your degree again and like in I'm um, sorry, what was your degree in again my
3: undergrad was in Yes, it was in my undergrad was in mathematical sciences, and then my um, my master's was in operations research.
1: What was it? Was it easier or harder getting like as being a student athlete? Like, do you think that made it easier to get a graduate degree in like five years? Well, certainly, I guess. But what was what what was it like being a student athlete? Is what I'm saying.
3: Being, I mean, it takes a lot of internal discipline to be a student athlete because you wake up at. 5 a.m. in the morning, you have your practice until 7 and then you have class maybe at 8 o'clock and then you have to be back. You have classes from 8 to 2 and then you have a lift at 3 and then maybe you have another lab after that. So being a student athlete has definitely taught me a lot about organization, time management um, and definitely about like rest and recovery, just being in the not even like the athlete world anymore, but, you know, still being fit. Making sure like you're treating your body right, you're Absolutely, resting your body when yeah. you need to. Yeah,
1: you learn a lot of know. valuable lessons just in general playing like any sport, but being a student athlete especially at a high level, you learn like yeah. so that 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 transitions well into the next topic. Like, what are some things you learned at playing lacrosse at a high level? Like as far as training, um, say like nutrition, um, just like that, what strength training, etc.
3: Yeah. Definitely. What advice do you What advice
1: do you have for young players? Is what I'm saying. I guess.
3: Yeah. Definitely utilize those winter and summer breaks to the most that you can. I know a lot of people because you're training consistently in the fall and consistently in the spring. You kind of are tempted to take those summers and winters and just you know just not run. You're exhausted. Um, but like I was saying before, it's that def- it's definitely all about you know managing. Your rest periods and then, you know, actually utilizing your time and making sure you are taking, if you want to be a better player, it doesn't just come overnight. You have to put in the extra work like behind the scenes. You can't just show up to practice and then just show up the next day to practice. If, you know, if a coach is telling you, hey, I really want to see your fitness improve, maybe if you have an off day, um, just go out, maybe just run a couple sprints. Or maybe just go around, run a mile. Or if someone is, you know, your stick skills aren't where you want them to be, go out, take that extra time, go play wall ball for 30 minutes. Go, if you have a sister or brother who plays or whatever, go out and shoot, go out and, you know, just practice. I've just That's definitely the biggest advice I'd have is just, if you have a goal to be better, then it's not just going to come with a snap of a finger. You have to just take the extra time and whatever that looks like for you. Um, as long as it's just consistent and also enjoyable at the same time, you don't Mm want to just push yourself to the point of burnout.
1: one thing that's, I like, it's good about lacrosse is it's easy to practice on your own. Like you can practice stick skills and get like shooting work. Like you can do a lot of things by yourself, whereas like some other sports require like more people, but yeah, that's like a good, I think, I think at least a good aspect of lacrosse. So, um. Last um, last question. What do you do? What what do you do now? And like, how does your how did your background as a student athlete help you now?
3: So right now I'm working um I'm working with a company called um, the Health Resources and Services Administration. Uh, they work with the Department of Health and Human Services, and I uh, my job title is a management analyst. But basically, what I'm doing right now is attempting to build robots wow. that um, can not physical robots, but like computer robots yeah. that can like automate very common human and business activities that like people you know businesses would do yeah. Um, so obviously my educational background, being in mathematics, it was actually a lot of programming and a lot of coding. And working yeah. with a lot of data as well, so I'll, you know, that's definitely prepared me for what I'm doing now.
1: Yeah, um, and
3: definitely wouldn't have gotten the caliber of education if I didn't pick Florida Tech because you know the STEM program, it, it has tech in the name for a reason. So I'm yeah, really exactly.
1: That. You picked a good school for what you're doing, and you exactly. live in you live in like a good area that like the DC area, like good area of the country for like technology. Like it's second only to the Silicon Valley, really. Right.
3: Right. So that's yeah. cool.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, thank you again, Alexis Townsend. She was an elite lacrosse player at the um, the college level. She's a very nice, young lady. Um, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate your your time and energy.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome.
1: All right. Cool. I'll um I'll talk to you sometime. Thank you.
3: All right. You're welcome. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. One two Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's
0: here, then we might as well shine together. Oh, better head. now than never. Business might before pleasure. P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, we air tight. So
3: yeah. when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an yeah. ass out of yourself by assuming our music Not keeps you moving. What are you doing? We you know that i love you,
0: baby. Love me, baby. I'm gonna make you love me, baby. So, you crazy, ain't gonna get you nothing but choke. And that jealousy is only gonna leave you broke. So, the only thing left now is God,
1: God for these cats. And, we you know you're too hard these cats. I'm awake, cause I'm too wow. smart for these cats. While they am making up facts, I'm wow. making up flat.